Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. This is Karen and I'm so glad you joined me. I want to be sure to share with you that my website, womaninspired.com, it's sometimes under construction. Right now it's not. And it is the place to go for all the details about this podcast, my books, where to order them, how to schedule me to speak at your next event, social media links, all that good stuff. So if you don't mind hopping out there and checking it all out, it's womaninspired.com. But first, stay tuned and listen to this episode if you don't mind. I appreciate it. I also want to share with you uh, that at the end of some upcoming podcast episodes, you should be hearing a brief snippet of an interview I had with Dennis Dillon. Uh, Dennis is, or as he's called on the radio, uh, Dead Air Dennis. He's with 92.1 Classic Rock in Lexington, Kentucky. And we had a nice long chat about donating blood and why it's so vital and so important. And in case you didn't know, um, I receive blood products because I have a form of hemophilia, uh, a bleeding disorder called uh, LeBron's. And so you'll hear a few snippets of that long conversation at the end of my podcast for several weeks in a row coming up. Um, it was a long conversation, but Dennis was so great and he put it down into little snippets of 20 and 30 seconds so it wouldn't bombard everyone. <laughs> and so you're going to hear little bits of that interview uh, throughout the next couple months at the end of my podcast episodes. And that should start in a week or two. So um, why am I doing this? Because, because one in four people need a blood transfusion sometime in their lifetime. Did you know that? And donating one pint of blood can save not just one life, but up to three lives out of one pint of your blood. Because blood is so often broken down into different products to help other people survive and thrive. And I talk about that a little bit in the interview as well. And for more, more info on how you can donate blood here in Kentucky, which is where I reside, you can go to kybloodcenter.org. And no matter where you live, please consider reaching out to your local blood bank to see what you can do to help save lives. All right, on with this episode, which is titled The Great Escape. Now let's kick off this ep episode. <laughs> episode. Let's kick off this episode of, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm in a strange mood. I've had too many decongestants because I've had a cold in case you can't tell. All right. So let's kick off this episode with a pod quote. This is straight from Hebrews 4:13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. All right. So I was listening to music the other day, a frequent activity in my life. And I heard this song by Kenny Rogers. I've heard it umpteen times. I mean, I, I don't know how many times umpteen actually is, but more than that, I'm sure. Um, it's called Love the World Away. I'm not sure if you know of it or not, but it, it was just to, to make sure I credit it to the correct person. It wasn't written by Kenny Rogers. It was written by Bob Morrison and Johnny Wilson, but it was recorded by Kenny Rogers and made famous in 1980. So now this song is a romantic song sung by someone who is well known for singing romantic love songs. Um, those are not the only style of songs he sung. In fact, he first started out doing gospel early on in his career, um, and then changed over to story style singing and romantic songs. But I'd say romantic songs were probably his mainstay. And this song fits right into that genre. It's a beautiful song, in my opinion. And I've heard it more times than I can count again over the years. And, and I know the lyrics by heart, but I thought about it when I heard it the other day in a different way. Because I just heard this one section of the lyrics and it just struck me 
differently because of other things that I had heard uh, earlier on in the week, and I'll explain it in a second. But the particular lyrics that stuck with me were, Take my hand, let's walk through love's door, and be free from the world once more. Here's my arms, we can hide away. We can hide today and love the world away. So when I was in church a couple of days after hearing this song, and then I heard that song again, uh, not not just a few days after that, it really struck me because the pastor in church that Sunday was talking about the current crisis, of course, and the war in Israel and, and how some people just want to put their heads in the sand and ignore the bloodshed that's happening. But also how, well, we shouldn't be shocked at what's uh, going on is, is very real and, and we shouldn't be shocked because it unfortunately has been expected. We can't hide from it. We can't hide from reality. We cannot escape what's coming, basically, um, because truthfully, we know to an extent what's coming, don't we? I mean, are are you unsure what I'm talking about? Because if you are, I'm talking about prophecy, revelation, what events we've been told will eventually happen over time. Some of it has already happened. Some is happening. And case in point, the war in Israel with the Palestines over the Gaza Strip. And in even just the way the culture all around us is changing at a very fast pace. But but there are th things that are still yet to come. And we don't know the time or the hour. That doesn't mean it's all going to happen in the next year or 10 years or 20 years. It could be many, many years down the line. But no one knows the hour or day that the Lord will return. But but he will. And and while we can see other prophecy being fulfilled all around us, his return is the most significant prophecy that's ever been foretold. And the reality is we can pretend all this is not real, but it is. We can pretend to do as this song suggests, put ourselves in a place where we can hide away, escape, get out of Dodge, you know, pretend everything all around us isn't really happening. Just say, peace out. I'm going to live in love and love the world away. I think various times in culture, various sects of people, S-E-C-T-S, sects of people, cultural um, phenomenon has pushed them to try to live that kind of lifestyle. Pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist. Like um, I saw a a documentary not long ago on the Rajneeshi that were in the eighties on a compound up in Oregon and how they did basically they just pretended the world didn't exist and they were just going to love free love, free sex, the world away, basically. Um, they're not the first group that has tried to do that, but people do that on an individual basis as well. And th the lyrics to this song that have been playing over and over in my head as good songs tend to do, um, well, okay, that was not a truthful statement. Some good songs tend to do and some really not so good songs tend to do just because they're catchy. Like when my son was younger and the Barney song was something he fell in love with. He went all around the house all day long singing, I love you, you love me, we're a perfect or we're a happy family. I think it is. We're a happy family. And I'm not going to sing it for you because I already sound like a frog and it would sound even worse. But that song would get stuck in my head and apparently his as well. So sorry if you now have that song stuck in your head too. But there are loads of other songs we all grew up with at various ages and stages that tend to have recorded a permanent playback track back playback track in our brains, right? Um, 
And for some reason, this particular Kenny Rogers song stuck in my head for days on end. And when the pastor started talking about hiding, those lyrics just came popping into my head right at the forefront of my mind. And I thought, we can hide today and love the world away. That's what the song says. And oh, if that were true, right? That we could just hide every day from the hurt and the pain and the trauma that's happening all around us and even to us, but we can't. The only one who can love the world away is Jesus. And when you think about it, that is exactly what he's going to do one day. Love us so much that he does away with the world around us, the, the worldly evil and oppression and immoral, tortuous world around us. It will be conquered by his love, eternal love. But in the meantime, we, all of us, me, you, the body of Christ, and every human being on this spinning ball of dirt and water cannot hide from what's happening. You know, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing if you could actually love the world away. I mean, there's so much in the world that involves hatred and pain. There's just so much that triggers us to want to escape. God is love. And if we could just put God at the forefront, then all this crap in the world wouldn't mean so much. And and maybe it would all just go away. That would be grand, wouldn't it? Just love it all away. But that's not how it works. And that's not how the Bible has told us it's going to work. There's only one person, only one that can love everything away, and that's Jesus. And and that's not what we've been commissioned to do. We can't be Jesus. Yes, we're commissioned to love everyone. We're commissioned to be a representation of God and his love in the world, in a world that's hurting and, and in a yet again another war. Um, it's not a world war, but it is a war nonetheless. It's war after war after war. And we're living in a world that, yes, has amazing beauty in it. We're living in a world that God created that never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I, maybe I, I'm trying not to take it for granted. And I hope that's what that means. But I'm, I'm always amazed, even though I know that God is phenomenal. And he was a, a creator that had such vision. I mean, I, I focus on the beauty of the things around me and I'm amazed every day from the autumn leaves to the mountains, to oceans, and just the simple beauty in a, in a butterfly or in the smell of the rain. These are things that never cease to amaze me or remind me that all this is not an accident. These things are not some random happening. They were designed and created by an amazing creator an amazing God who has an imagination and an artistry that we humans just keep trying to imitate. We do our best, but we can never copy the original quite like he made it. Sometimes what we humans do is really phenomenal, especially if we use the gifts that God gave us. But in the end, it's still just an imitation. Even after doing all those things and enjoying all these amazing blessings and being thankful for all the ways that God has blessed us, it will not change what is to come. It will not change the revelation and the prophecy that we've been told. So we cannot hide. We can't just escape. I titled this podcast, The Great Escape, because if you look around for even a fraction of a second, you will see how so many human beings, Christians and non-Christians alike, are trying to escape the world and the reality we face. They've been doing it for years But escapism is at a fever pitch, an all-time high that is destroying lives. 
We have opted in so many cultures, especially here in the United States, to make available and viable some form of escape 24-7. We now live in a culture where the great escape in an effort to pretend that we can actually hide from reality has become the number one priority. The great escape has become the number one priority in so many people's lives. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, look around the world. Look at social media, commercials on TV, ads, games that you play. Look at billboards. Look at our healthcare industry. Look at the suicide rate and, and the rate of alcoholism, drug addiction, video addiction, video gaming addiction, pornography addiction. All of these things came up in my mind when I was listening to the pastor and my brain went back to that Kenny Rogers song. Again, it is a beautiful song that has nothing to do with this, but the lyrics are sad in that when you take those lyrics semi out of context, because truthfully, the song is about two people who are just living their daily lives, but trying to set it all aside for a little while each day or each time to spend time together and most likely make love and, and just love the world away. But when you take those words and you think about it and, and take them at simple face value and think about them in a different way, they are unbelievably 100% on point with our culture today. They hit the mark, center of the target, where it comes to describing the philosophy of our culture today. The philosophy there flies in the face of Jesus and against what the Bible says against what sound reasoning tells us, and it should go against every fiber of our spiritual being to do what these lyrics say. Because the lyrics tell us to take the hand of whatever it is that is tempting us and calling us to escape the world. Go ahead, take the hand of drugs, of alcohol, of sex, of pornography, of food, violence, video games, false religions, so many things, and walk through that door with them and be free from the world and the stress and all those things. Because if you take the hand of one of those, you can hide the world away, right? Again, not at all what the song means, but it struck me so poignantly that I had to share it because those words sum up the attitude of so many people across the globe today. Isn't that the mindset when someone sits down at one in the morning in front of their computer because they've been stressed and so they're going to take the hand of video gaming once again. They're going to take the hand of pornography once more. They're going to take the hand of virtual reality that has nothing to do with the real world and they're going to walk through that door and once more they're going to be free from the world and they're going to try to hide away. That is the great escape. To take the hand of whatever new lasting, impactful vice that has been offered that clicks with you, that takes you away from the world around you. But here's the thing. We cannot hide from God. We just cannot. And he put us in this world right now for a reason. And if we knew God and if we had faith, we would be far less likely to hide. Or if we did hide, we would, he, would, he would be able to reach us even if we were trying to hide from him because we can't really hide from him. You know that, right? As I shared in the pod quotes portion of the program, <laughs> Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. 
Yes, I'm all for retreating at times, but that's different than escaping. Seeking something outside of the day in and the day out of the stresses, the tension and the, the chaos and drama. I'm all for that. You've heard me talk about rest, respite and retreat before if you've listened to this podcast for very long at all. And sometimes we do need to get away from the constant reminders of things going wrong and things going on in the world. We cannot live in the muck and mire and the 24-7-365 of the drama of the world without a break. If it's within our means and abilities, we shouldn't live or wallow in the stress and pain of seeing prophecy come true right in front of our eyes every second of every day without taking respite. Some people, unfortunately, live for that chaos and pain, though, that which they see on a screen and that which they create themselves, because some people do that, you know, they create it. They just do. And that is also not how we're supposed to be. If you know this about yourself and you're living for the adrenaline rush of creating drama and chaos or soaking it in through the internet, then I encourage you to go to God and plead with him to help you break away from that because that's addiction in itself. We, do, we, we need quiet time. We need restful time. We even need time with the creation that God provided for us to be a part of. The mountains and the seas and the trees and the oceans, walking, hiking, taking in deep breaths of that fresh air. We need time to pray, to read the Bible, to be with our loved ones and not take them for granted. We need to do those things. However, those things are completely different than escaping. Doing those things is completely different than escaping. I'm not talking about retreating and respite and rejuvenation. I'm talking about the great escape. If you look around at the rate of addiction, addiction to many things, not just drugs and alcohol, but to several things, it's the highest it's ever been in the history of the world. And why is that? Because all you will hear people say and readily admit to some and praise the path to it, some people, is that addiction is an escape from reality. And some people love it and they're praising that they get to do it. Not just long ago, I heard someone that I care about talk about how they can't drink loads of alcohol anymore because of a health condition, but that's okay. To them, it was okay because they discovered marijuana. So they're not worried about the inability to drink alcohol in large quantities because doing pot gives them a similar effect. That, my friends, is about escape. Unhealthy unfettered, don't care what anybody else thinks, don't care about trying to find a spiritual means of retreat and rejuvenation instead, but just plain flat out looking for the easiest, most physically palatable route to the great escape. I said in the book I just put out, Woman Stand Firm, that Satan loves to do what he knows has the greatest chance of succeeding, and that is to convince us that spiritual problems have a fleshly answer. That's where the great escape comes in. Tempting people to escape through some sort of high that can be addictive, that's unhealthy, that be it physically or mentally unhealthy or both, and that costs money, time, destroys health, marriages, relationships, and careers, and destroys spiritual lives. That is the goal of the enemy. I think on this path that God has for us and, and in this world that is ever changing, that is ever spinning faster and faster, where prophecy and revelation are being fulfilled, that it's extremely important for us to identify just what it is that so many people want to escape from. I don't know what it is for you. Is it, is it that 
we're as a whole human beings, we're wanting to escape from the prophecy being fulfilled. Not everyone believes in it, but some people do. Is it that we can't handle seeing the world around us being destroyed? Are, are we trying to run from and escape our responsibilities? You know, the daily responsibilities of taking care of ourselves and others and paying the bills, being caregivers, civic mindedness, investing in our communities and helping shape the world to, to somehow be a better place. Is that too much for people? Or is it escaping from the responsibility we have to help make the world better all the way around, whether we agree with people or not? Or is it the responsibility that we have as Christians to share with other people the truth of who Jesus Christ is? Because let's be real, that in itself is not always comfortable to do. It is not comfortable to have these conversations at times, especially in a world where you will be persecuted and possibly prosecuted, or at the least looked down upon or even shunned from your family and friends because you dare to speak the name of Jesus Christ and hold a view of the world that is biblical rather than anti-Christian. And yes, this is happening all over the world, including the United States. So, is it this that we're trying to escape from? Whatever it is that we ourselves or the enemy has convinced us we desperately need more and more ways to find the great escape from, I want to encourage you to fight it. Fight that temptation to run for the adrenaline high, to run for the softest sand to go head your hide in. Hide, head your, <laughs> oh my word. Resist the temptation to go run and find the softest sand to hide your head in, to duck your head into. I, I want you to say, not today, Satan, when there's a temptation dangling in front of you that caused you to leave the truth of what you know and who you know in order to escape and pretend it doesn't exist. Praise God that we don't have to find the great escape. Why? Because Jesus is in the middle of us. He's in the middle of all of this with us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be any place he is not. And I want him to be inside me. I don't want to separate myself from him. And even though he is with us always, even to the end of the age, when you allow yourself to be pulled into a world that is not real, you're allowing yourself to be pulled further and further away from him. One that is separate, fictional, fantasy, whether through drugs or alcohol, artificial reality, video games, and the highs of likes and follows on social media, then your focus is not on Jesus. He will still be waiting for you if you decide to return. But sadly, my friends, sometimes people get so lost in their great escape that they may never return. I'm thankful that I don't have a vice or an addiction that I run to and try to escape the world from. But I do have things that I turn to at times instead of God for some measure of escape. I used to easily turn on a movie or a TV show that is completely mindless and sometimes unhealthy for me to escape in. And I've worked hard the last few years to conquer that tendency. So it's fewer and far between for sure. But I'm not perfect. I am though far more discriminating about what I turn on and take in to my mind because I know that it could lead me in a direction I shouldn't go. For myself, I have been have has I have seen so many people who have been sucked in by addiction to TV shows and that social media, cell phones, even computers, video games, food, drugs, alcohol, porn. I know for myself, various people who have lost their complete personality. It's completely changed. They've lost so much money and their relationships and their walk with the Lord 
from being sucked into those worlds and not being able to get back out of them. And some of them don't want to get back out of them. I've seen it up close and personal with people I love, and it has made me even more discerning and aware and wary and on guard, praying like mad that God keeps me strengthened so that I can face today, tomorrow, and and whatever he wants me to do so I don't want to escape, so the temptation to escape doesn't hit me and knock me down. But not just praying like mad, not just praying, but doing doing my part to keep my head, my heart, my flesh, and my spirit where it belongs in truth and reality, not in the great escape. And part of that is making sure that I do take time for rest and rejuvenation and respite. Because when I keep in the word and I have quiet time and I keep in prayer and I give my heart, my flesh, and my spirit, my mind a chance to respite, then I'm rejuvenated. Then I can focus greater on Jesus. I can keep Jesus at the forefront of my thoughts and not as an afterthought. Then I know I can stand on his word. And that even in the middle of chaos and pain, and worldwide pain or even personal pain, that he can give me peace. I don't have to seek escape. Escape. To, f- to try to find some sort of false peace, uh, uh, afraid that I will never know peace of mind. Uh, that's not the way I want to live is, is seeking escape through something that is not real. I want peace of mind and heart because it, if I know him, I know that I can have that. I can know peace. John sixteen thirty three says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In Isaiah 26, 3, it says that God keeps those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. When you keep your mind stayed on him, your trust in him grows more and more and more. And one of my absolute favorites is in John fourteen twenty seven, where Jesus says directly, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I have to stand on those words. So here's what I wanted to tell all of you. Jesus knows, even I know, that we're all susceptible to listening to what the world tells us we should do and falling for tricks that the enemy wants us to fall for, like just one pill or just another drink, or maybe a second pill now, or looking at something online that we shouldn't look at, or letting a flirtation turn into something more, anything to escape for just a moment or two. That's what we are all susceptible to doing. And oftentimes that brief moment of escape turns into another moment of escape, which then turns into a repetitive escape and then turns into a perpetual escape and then an addiction and possibly a complete release from reality. All because we're weary and afraid of never having peace. And we believe the lie that a bit of great escapism won't hurt anyone. We don't want to deal with this society um, that we, (laughs) if this is just the truth, we don't want to deal with this society that we, as well as our parents, our grandparents, and so on and so on, have created. We're here partly because of our own free will, politically, governmentally, church-wide, family-wide. We don't want to take the blame for where we are. And some of it's not our fault. Let's be real about that. It's not. And yet 
we don't want to be judgmental and say, hey, and call about it out anybody else either. Because if we're judgmental, like so many other people are, then we're not good Christians. So we close our mouths. We swallow what we know to be truth, thinking we shouldn't make waves. And eventually it builds up within us to where we can't stand it. So we feel like we need to escape instead of speak up. It's not just an epidemic in the world, but in the church as well. We don't want to have to deal with the things that we can't control. And we don't understand why God is not controlling them the way we think he should. Because so many of us have gotten away from reading the word and knowing what it says and knowing that in all of this, Jesus is here. All of this has been foretold. He's with us now and he has a plan. But we're afraid to speak up and tell others, no, no, hold on. Don't escape. He has a plan. We have been given the Bible and the book of Revelation to forewarn us so that we can make our choices in this life accordingly in a way that would honor him and help us stay safe and keep us forewarned and forearmed and armored up and help us realize that we don't have to escape into something else, into something worldly. Because isn't it ironic, like that song says, let's hide today and love the world away. But if you think of it in another context, just those words right there, that is the solution. That is the solution to hide today in God's love. Bury yourself in him rather than sticking your head in the sand. Devour the word rather than this drug or the latest app or this video craze. Because God is the only one that will be able to love the world away. Psalm 19, 114. Psalm 19, verse 114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield, O God. I hope in your word. He is our hiding place. He is our refuge. To his arms is where our great escape should be. Our destination should be one place and one place only, straight to Jesus. Psalm 27, 5 says, For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. If you've found yourself wasting time, escaping into things and places you shouldn't, it's not too late to change course. It's not too late to say no to the things that you're reaching for to escape and just turn and face the world head on with Jesus by your side, asking the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and help you overcome those fears and that stress and that worry. And hold on to faith and hope because the future is actually beautiful. I'm not sure about you, but I want to be right where I need to be, right in the palm of God's hand. One of my absolute favorite scriptures is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we have that kind of peace, it's easier to face today and to say, yes, I want to be in reality. I want to walk in truth. I don't want the great escape. The other day I was at the grocery store and I saw a little scene that made me think about this podcast episode and why we sometimes feel so anxious, wishing we were free from all of this craziness and stress around us. I saw this little girl with her mom and they were shopping at the, and the girl was in the cart. Her mother had actually put her in the front of the cart where groceries go instead of in the seat at the back of the cart. And I thought, 
I don't, that doesn't seem right. Why isn't she put her in the front? Well, I, I, I learned quickly. The girl was a wiggler. She was a mover and a wiggler and a shaker. <laughs> but the little girl was not enjoying being in the front of the cart. She did not want any part of it. And uh, she kept trying to escape from that cart. She looked like a, a little animal in a cage. And I felt so bad for her at first because she was clearly miserable. She would grab the sides of the cart and push on it and grunt and groan as if she could move it herself. Um, she didn't like it when her mom moved the shopping cart because she couldn't tell when her mom was going to either go left or right or move or stop quickly. And the poor girl was not prepared either way. She was too busy looking around and trying to get out of the cart to pay attention. So she kept getting knocked over a little bit and falling down in the basket. And I felt bad for her. She started at one point to scream and cry. All she wanted to do was escape. She wanted to be anywhere but where she was. And that made me think about how we are as human beings. Even those of us who belong to the Lord and are paying attention to the direction he's sending the cart. We still feel caged in at times, don't we? Wanting to direct everything ourselves, be a part of all the amazing things we see outside of our own little area. But that's a human viewpoint, right? The mom actually put her in that cart to be safe because she knew she would probably easily climb out the other side and that would be a long fall. So she had control. She was trying to control where her daughter was to keep her safe. She wasn't being dangerous. She was actually gentle with her, and she kept telling her to sit down or she would fall. Sit down, honey, you're going to fall. You don't need out of there right now. It's not safe for you. And wow, I thought, that's what we do with God, isn't it? He's kept us safe. He's given us so much. He has us right where he wants us, in the palm of his hand, and yet so many of us want out because we can't see it. We aren't heeding his warning, so we aren't staying safe, and we don't feel safe. We don't listen to his voice. We just see that we aren't in control, and so we scream and cry to get out. And when we don't, many of us try the great escape. I can say there are still sometimes I feel like that little girl in the back of the cart, feeling caged in, wondering if you do. I'm wondering where I'm going to end up and thinking somehow if I had control, it would be so much better. And, and so many times I look back and think, oh, praise God, I did not have control because I would end up in a really bad position. But, but thankfully, those times are few and far between where I question that. But the only reason they are is because I work hard to listen to his voice to heed his call, to move when I should move and wait when I should wait and speak up when I should speak up and, and stay in the now, in reality, in truth, no matter how scary and ugly it is at times and no matter how much it hurts. Because anything else seems inconscionable to me. It seems hollow and impossible because what I want more than anything else is to be in the palm of God's hand, to be in the shadow of his wings and to hide in him and I cannot do that if I'm trying to escape where he has me. My hope today is that you will pray and let God show you if you're keeping one foot in the cart where he has you, but trying to use the other one to escape. And to identify if you're escaping. Are you escaping? Do you, do you know if you are? What can you do to run back to his arms where he will hide you and care for you and shelter you instead of trying the great escape? I hope and pray that this message has resonated with you today and that you'll take it throughout the week and pray on it and ask God 
for help to show you where he wants you, how he wants you, and how he wants you to stay in truth and in reality. And pray for those you know who have taken that big leap into the great escape. It's not too late for them to come back. The Lord is waiting for them. He has his hand on them. They just have to say yes. So let's pray for them this week. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Don't forget to head out to womaninspired.com for all of the great details. Have a blessed week. Thank you.